Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Here's a man some of us probably never heard of before, but his name is Juan Gabriel. He was a Mexican pop superstar. He was 66, and he checked out. Died of a heart attack while he was touring in this country uh, a week or two ago. So here he is. Querida, cada momento de mi vida y yo pienso en ti más cada día mira mi soledad mira mi soledad que no me sienta nada bien 100 million albums sold I don't have one of them do you? really? yeah uh, huh I don't huge. have I don't have one of them oh, huge huge just goes to so uh, to show you, uh, you're only a prophet in your own land, I guess. Yeah. Or something like that. I your suppose. Own culture. Yeah. Well, here we go again. And how are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm doing all right. Um, well, that's great. <laughs> it's been a big week in the foster house, and uh, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna survive it. And you already know what I did, and I still don't know why I did it. But I did, and it wasn't. It wasn't really like it wasn't really planned. I thought I would have a little more time to get my head around it. Although I'd been thinking about it for a while. Yeah, I guess if people don't know what you're referring to, you got married over the past weekend, and that's very exciting news. That might have been easier than what I actually did do. So no, I did not get married. All right. I just thought I would be married. a pro- provocateur. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I you have uh, corresponded with me these last few days, uh, not to steal your thunder, but you brought a new member into your family, and uh, you're filled with uh, <laughs> a combination of joy and regret. Exactly, which is something people don't talk about. So, yes, I added a new puppy to the pack, um, and he is absolutely sweet. His name is Sherman. He's a little Sherman. The great myth of Sherman's march is that he destroyed everything in his path from Atlanta to Savannah. He's a little cocker spaniel boy. He's three months old. Um, very, um, 
he he's just a really good boy. I'm just a bad dog mother is I think what's happened here. Now wait a minute. What I, what what are you doing? It's so wrong. Oh, just the the the, the thoughts I have it, and and these are things people Strangulation? Yes. These are things people never talk about. They're, you know, a puppy is supposed is supposed to bring you joy and companionship and it's supposed to be a fun, loving, lick-filled time. And the reality is it's a poop-filled Pee-filled, chewing-filled, biting-filled, whining-filled time. and Not to mention what the dog does. (laughs) In Sherman's mind, there had to be a better way to achieve peace. I I feel terrible because I I resent him, and and I look at Quince and I say, you know, we could have... Quince is your other dog. Quince is the other dog who's putting up with him. Um, and he's doing very well. Quince is being really patient with him. What choice does he have? Yeah, right. But he looks at me like, really? Did we have to do this? I thought things were going pretty well. Yeah. And yeah. so I just, I have a lot of guilt. Um, and I'll I'll be honest with you. And not that I, I I've <clears throat> seriously considered it. <clears throat> excuse me. But I have seriously over the life had him five, six days now. And I have thought on numerous occasions I just need to take him back. I'm just going to take him back. I'm going to, I'm just going to take him back. Well, you know, I I can't do this. I can't do this. Oh, but you know, you won't. I, I, no, I won't. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not seriously. It's just, boy, you really have a lot of, you know, moments of, I don't think I can do this. I mean, I, I haven't been able to, to get anything completed, but. Um, even a thought like today, you're going to have to just guide me along here because my head, I can't even keep a thought in my head for longer than 10 seconds. <laughs> well, I, I would compare it in a way. My, my wife uh, is here and she's going to bring some expertise because Thank you, Patty, I need you. N- not even comparing it, not even comparing it to uh, getting a dog. I mean, it is people have feelings like that when they bring a new born baby into the house. I mean, to be honest about it, because it changes the dynamic. Yes. It creates stress on every other individual in the household. And and after you've had a dog for a long time, all of those memories of the of the poop fest and the peeing on stuff and all of that, it washes away. You forget about all of that. And now yes. it's, re- oh, yeah, it's sure. rekindled again, <laughs> just like bringing a new baby home is. I remember trying to strangle all four of my baby brothers. <laughs> right. And well, it's already stronger than me, so that didn't work. Yeah, you're right. It's temporary. And I, I keep saying that, and I have post-it notes all over the place. It's temporary. This is temporary. Yeah, but it really isn't. It really isn't. It just moves to a new level as they get older. The chewing gets bigger. The poops get bigger. They eat more. So... Go ahead, go ahead. Just be lulled into that thought, Lisa. Oh, da 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 da. They'll get better. No, do the kids really ever move away from home? No. You are you ever done with them financially? No. Will they buy you a new house on the beach? No. They want you to. So you go right ahead, honey. You just have your little honeymoon with that puppy. Patty's not making me feel any better at all. Oh. And I'm serious. Oh. I've I, been... I told her she was supposed to, but she apparently. <laughs> I've been, I'm serious. I've been in tears and I've, I've been just, it's, I'm exhausted. I'm, and I'm. Once again, I have to say what's different about your world. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> now you have a warm, <clears throat> ugly puppy. Yes. And so... there's nothing like a puppy smell. I mean, good smell. Yeah, well. 
Yeah. So yeah. I found a I found a really good blog, and I'm trying to get this guy on. I'm hoping he might be able to join our podcast in a couple of weeks or so. Um, it's called Three Lost Dogs. It's a really great blog, and it's I was just trying to find something that would make me feel better about this decision and this what have I gotten myself into feeling and how guilty I've been feeling about that. Yeah. And it's very nice. He he has he his blog is fantastic because he really he says it's okay to feel that way. It's all right. It's normal. You're not a bad person and you don't have a bad dog. Um it it'll get better. It does get easier. And I have just forgotten though. Pat, I haven't had puppies in 20 I think it's been about 20 years. So the dog <laughs> you have Quince was not a puppy when you got him. No, I adopted so- Quince when he was two and a half, and I. So he's Daisy, all house trained. He's Daisy, a, yeah, Daisy when she was two and a half. Boy, a puppy is a whole different thing, and I really, yeah. over the fat past few days, have been thinking, I, I don't, I'm not cut out for this. How do people do this? And that's why this guy on this blog says this is why most people immediately think I got to return this puppy to the. I got to put him on Craigslist. He's going to the pound. I'm taking him back to the breeder, and he says just hang in there. It's really about really teaching and guiding this little guy and i have to keep that in mind he's not well, doing how, how long are you supposed to hang in there is it a matter of, <laughs> is no, he, no. you said about our kids honey yeah, that's awful exactly I mean, did, to hang in there. I mean does this guy address how long is, is there a point at which you say okay that's long enough now now you can take him back right right now as we're speaking our 10 year old dog that we got on christmas eve 10 years ago my present is under pat's computer desk uh, chasing sparkles from his watch uh, uh, under underneath uh, his desk anyway, and pulling out cords. And so, you know, it, it changes. I know, you yeah. know what? I think you just, you surrender. Yeah. Well, but you do it. No, and you won't know. There won't be a point at which, aha, there it's done. Right. I mean, it'll just be a gradual thing. It evolves. And puppyhood is a crazy, crazy time. And you're right. Quince and I are getting used to all these new routines. And and so is that. But I have to give the poor little guy, he's trying to get used to all of this too, right? He's just a little three-month-old baby. And I have to say, he's he's not timid. He He hasn't... He's very brave and confident. So thank goodness for that. And he sleeps in his crate all night. He hasn't wet his crate at all. So I've got and a just lot. keep him in there all day too. <laughs> I've got Your I don't job want, done. Yeah, right. I don't. So there's a lot of wins here. A lot of wins here. So, but boy, the house training thing. These people didn't go to a lot of trouble. You know, when I I asked about the house training, and I said, so how? You know, where are you guys at on that with him? You want to know what she said to me? She said, "Oh, um, this uh, this is more of a go at will situation." And I went, "Oh, fabulous!" So I, you know, like your brother Mike, Pat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm battling. Yeah, my brother Mike is still like that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm battling this go at will situation, and it's getting okay. We're about twenty eighty, where he's kind of you know outside, and and you know you have to reward them when they go outside, and but it is. It's a lot of work, and I knew this, and I don't know why this is bringing me to my knees. I knew this. I thought I knew it, but boy, it's tough. And Patty, how did you have a new puppy in the winter time? He loves snow. It was very snowy, oh. and he loves snow. And I took him out. I 
because I'd never had a dog. And so I put a timer on the counter and every 20 minutes it said to take him out. And so I did. And the end of this story is, is that he got potty trained really fast and also kennel trained like your, your dog, your pup. Mm-hmm. But, um, he bonded to Pat. Not me. <laughs> You're going to be going off on a trip not too long from now. Right. Um, how, how do you hand over a dog that still leaks quite a bit <laughs> to, uh, to somebody else? It's a really good question. And as you know, my plan has always been to try to find a, a dog or a puppy prior to me heading out, uh, and I, on, on the road. But, um, the dog nanny that I have for Quince is, she's really great. In fact, I brought her with me to meet the puppy and we had a nice long talk and she said, I will totally help you. We're going to, th- this is going to be great because you're going to be gone and Quince always gets upset when you leave. So he'll have a puppy. So she's very, very, um, willing to help me and, and, um, this first couple of weeks I'll have with him and hopefully we'll establish some, boundaries and guidelines um yeah and every and farmer, every farmer in the nation would be just so embarrassed right now at this conversation you know they 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 put the puppies out in the courtyard and <laughs> got on their tractor came back you know and threw yeah. them a slab of meat and so forth and so we're going to share what we know and what we've learned and then you know we're just going to take it from there and hopefully he'll get i mean oh god yeah, yeah that, there's some truth to that we yeah. um we we went on a vacation one year and and our son was uh it just not even yet a toddler wasn't even walking yet and while we were gone in the week we were gone um my wife's parents watched the kids and we got on the phone with them at one point and they said when did uh, when did chris start standing up and walking around <laughs> and we missed it Oh, you know, we missed that what would be sort of a watershed event in a parent child relationship. But if the dog suddenly stops crapping everywhere, you're not going to feel like, gee whiz, I missed it while I was gone. Lisa, everything I've read said you are his God. I know. Through his eyes, you are the supreme being. Everything he does from this point on is out of pure love for you and his life does not exist when you walk out the door and but it does begin again when you walk back in i know no, no guilt here no and guilt. so those no. big turds no. are really gifts to you <laughs> right and i tell you now that i made a giving you the best that i've got baby yes i tell you now that i made a giving you the best that i've got i'm just mentally exhausted but i think it's going to get better and i'm no it won't it won't it, it won't. really won't i mean won't. let's take a vote of the three of us two out of three people say no come on you guys you need to help me with this i'm serious of course it will of course it'll get better okay dog outside throw its little bottom furry bottom by the way very cute little furry bottom out the back door and shut it. Go about your business. I guarantee you there's a 75, 65% chance that puppy will still be at the back door when you get done doing your thing. Okay. Thanks, Patty. Wow. She's no there's help at all. There's some reassurance for you, She's huh? no help at all. And when I emailed you <laughs> last night and said, I need to talk about this and I need Patty, I'm now regretting yeah. that. Now, yeah. not only am I regretting getting the puppy, I'm regretting having Patty help me with the puppy. Yeah. And you know what, Elf? You know, this is what she said to me this morning when she got up. What? She looked me in the eye and said, I love bread. <laughs> I love bread. I love I bread. I love bread. Yeah. 
Now, when you first were going to get this dog, you actually showed us a picture of a different dog mm -hmm. that you had targeted as your new dog. What happened? Um, she turned out to be a little bitch. <laughs> she just her temperament. Um, he the the great thing about Sherman is he just was very laid back, um, very much a thinker. Just a he was just a laid back boy. Hello again, Peabody here. Where are we going this time, Mister Peabody? Adjusting the wayback machine to the year seventeen ninety nine. Sherman and I were quickly on our way. Uh, now, now the but now his name is Sherman. Mm -hmm. uh, that is that a name that you came up with, or is that his name? Was his name? That's a name I came up with with the help of of some friends. We bet we. Oh, okay. And so Sherman is his name, which yeah. I'm sure will delight all of the Seattle Seahawks fans out there who think I named him after Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, but I. When in fact you named him after General Sherman of Civil War fame. <laughs> Or Sherman and Mr. Peabody. I love that character. You need to put a little <laughs> pair of glasses on your dog and, to complete the effect. Yeah, uh, you know, we uh, we our first dog that's sitting right near me now, Elliot. That that was his name when we first brought him into the house. He'd it already was? been named Elliot, and we just loved the name so much. We wish we'd thought of it, so we never changed it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. He looks like an Elliot, don't you, buddy? What's that supposed to mean? And how did he do when you brought um, Sadie home? For him, it was a bonus. Oh, good. There's another bowl of food on the floor now. Good right. for me. Right. Yeah. But uh, we were more worried about her vis-a-vis -vis him because she came, uh, unbeknownst to us, with a, uh, a great range of medical problems. She was just rampant with worms um, oh. and other maladies. She's been to the doctor and had surgery a couple of times. She had a big hernia. I mean, she had a tough uh, road to hoe when she first came to us. Uh, he 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 didn't have all of that, so we were a little more afraid. And he's going to get worms from her. Uh, he'll oh. get a hernia from her. We, right, right. Yeah, we, so it was a, it was a concern. Well, um, Sherman is going to the vet today, so this is his first vet visit, and um, I hope he I, passes. I hope he does well. I think he's only he does have fleas. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. So good luck on that. Uh, let us know yeah, how I will. that goes. I will. I All right, here's a couple. Here's a couple of things, and uh, we can talk about a few uh, news things as well. But I, um, this is just a random bunch of stuff that I wrote down. And uh, get your comment on them, okay? Mm -hmm. And there are things that annoy me. Some of them are things that annoy me. Um, I was watching a, a TV show this morning, a newscast, and uh, there, they played a clip of something that a comedian had said, and then they come back to the news people, and they all go, ba da ba dump They make that little rim oh, shot God. noise. Yeah. And it just that's that just ticks me off. I don't know why. I hate it. It to me it always it always is an example of people who um are not very funny themselves and so they they can uh they're putting down humor as if it is so far beneath them. They're belittling the joke by saying it's as if you're saying, "Oh yeah, I saw that coming a million miles away." That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is a little condescending. The badump badump just yeah. it, it, the badump badump noise means it dismisses it does. the the witticism, whatever it may have been, and that annoys me. And it it might so there. it might not be 
as dismissive as you think. I'm wondering, and I thought you were going to say this when you started uh, commenting on it, that the people who don't have a great comedic ability don't really know what else to do, but maybe they'll get a laugh by doing, you know, they're trying to maybe one up the the yeah. Comedian. Yeah, that's, that's part so of it too. A little self, Rather than just little laughing selfish. at it. Yeah, just laugh at it. You don't have to add anything to it. You don't have to do anything. Laugh or don't laugh. So it just seems to diminish their what what the speaker or the wit or the humorist had just said or done as you know pedestrian and beneath me and isn't that cute and let's pet the little puppy on the head and and I'll move on. I know. Maybe <laughs> I'm making you, way too much. Didn't of you have a rim shot sound effect though when we were on the air? You use that a lot. So what Did is I? Yeah. Well Did yeah, but I never use I never tried to create the rim shot. Oh, I so saying you're, ba-dump, ba-dump. oh so you're saying that. that's the difference I'm trying to point out. I see. So the verbal it's an important uh, difference. Okay, I didn't realize that. I thought it was just the so if if they had in the studio the newscasters actually had a uh, produced uh, rim shot, you wouldn't have taken such. Um... I think it's funnier a, a produced rim shot shows <laughs> a degree of calculation. Yeah. Uh, is as time honored as you know any time. Jokes have been told on stage, and and the drummer sitting in the background uh, does a rim shot. It, it in the drummer's case, it means I get the joke. Right. Uh, yes. Very and, and maybe it also means you know this is uh, old shtick, uh, but I appreciate it for it being an oldie but a goodie. At least in the structure of the joke, if not the actual joke itself. True. Okay, I've spent way too right, much time talking about that you? annoyance. Okay, what else? is there anything here's else? A, here's you? another one that annoys me. See if this bugs you too. There are a handful of people, and I know you know people like this, Lisa, because we all do. They are the person, and I'm not going to say the person who knows everything, because we all know people that really know a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. They're very smart about a lot of topics, and that's you know they're they wind up on Jeopardy and make thousands of dollars, but. I'm talking about the person that no matter what you tell them, no matter what information you share, no matter you <laughs> tell them, I just met a guy uh, I, or I just heard a joke, no matter what, they've already heard it. They already know the news. They have already heard the joke. They already, oh, they know that person. In fact, uh, we go way back and blah, blah. You know what I'm talking about? That, well, that, I do, but what's annoying? So it gets to the point where I don't want to tell that person anything because I know they're going to respond the same way. They already know it. They well, then why don't you try it. telling them something they don't know? Because they don't know. There's nothing they don't know. Why does that make you mad? No, it's lit. But they literally don't know everything. But oh. they they have to convey that they are. Oh, okay. So, that's what I'm trying to say. I was going to say if it's you... like it's like a, there's something in their DNA or in their wiring that Makes that they need that to they're so insecure, right. In a way that they cannot say, "Hey, I mean, have you ever sat through a joke that you've heard a million times, uh, and you don't interrupt and say, "Oh no, I've already heard that," or halfway through the joke, "Yeah," and then you give the punchline? That's the kind of person. Yeah. I'm talking no. About. Yeah. That you're it's just right. it just annoys me. All right. It doesn't. Yeah, it is a it's little good bit annoying. Get this off my chest. Yeah. All right. You All want right. to know what annoys me? Well, sure. <laughs> or did I already? Ju- did I just dismiss yours? No, I'm going to cut you off when you get into the middle of it. <laughs> Here's another one. <laughs> I know. 
I know, but I really, and I've told you this one before, so you're gonna be gonna, you're gonna go. Oh yeah, you already told me that. I really hate it when I travel to a city and I, you know, meet somebody who's a um, a resident, and I'm like, God, it's just your weather is so nice, or or so cold, and they say, <laughs> as though they made it up, they'll say, just wait five minutes and it'll change. Hurt, hurt, hurt. And what are you, you're obligated to laugh at that. Like you've never heard it before. And I go, that, I go, and sometimes I'm a little tired of it. I go, that is a good one. I am going to write that down. Yeah. You can, you can switch it that way. Just wait. Uh, But it might hurt their feelings. You know, you go, oh man, that is really good. Let me write that down and make a big thing of writing it down. (laughs) But then that's going to make them feel bad. I know. I guess that was obvious, wasn't it? But yeah, that so is- as a general rule, I try. I, you know, we all try, but I try not to uh, hurt someone's feelings. But or if they tell me something that I already know, let them tell you, and that so it makes them feel better. You know, they, that's nice of you. You're we all s- like to think we have information that nobody else has, and we want. We can't wait to tell. We selected you mm-hmm. to tell it to. Um, but uh, but the type of person that I'm talking about and thinking about uh it pretty soon you get weary of it i know you almost want to say i know you've already heard it mm-hmm. i know you already know this uh that you know this this news that i have you already probably know it so why am i telling you and then pretty soon you give up and it diminishes your friendship yeah you're right is there any way you could sort of insert something like well yeah you mean you may know that but you didn't know this about that and just sort of throw something random in there even if it's made up that's a good idea make something or or trap them and just you know, say, make make something totally made up and then they already say i, I already know that I and then say well that it's interesting you'd say that because i just made it up and it isn't true that's a good idea let me write that down yeah. lisa yeah, i don't Okay, one more, one more thing, and then I this will be, this will be off my chat. Well, there's two more things actually. There's three. Okay, the parents. These are parents with kids. Yeah. Who out in public become more obnoxious than the kids themselves. Oh, you, you know, are singing I, to the choir, sister. Just I am. Yes, okay. you tell me all about that. Let's say a kid. There's a kid that's running around. I, this is what I witnessed the other day. Kids running around in a restaurant. The parent, rather than say, "Jimmy, get back here and sit down and eat your macaroni," <laughs> they jump up and they start running around and playing <gasps> grab ass with the kid, like no. like the kid is so adorable uh, that they want everyone else to love it as much as they do. And so they're getting involved in the game that their kid's playing and creating a big, bigger ruckus than the kid was to begin with. How did you not just smack those people in the forehead? Well, I How did. did you that's why I was removed from How the restaurant. How did you refrain? That is just really rude. And that's, you know, this this goes back to, uh, we've talked about this before, where we I understand that kids are, are their parents' entire universe, but they're not. Yeah everybody else's entire universe. So have a little respect and, you know, keep them chained up when they're in public. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just Always saying. carry chains in your car. And you know what else? I, this is the one that annoys me is the loud parent talkers. Yeah. So they've got their little toddler and yes, yeah, so your kid hard of hearing. I know. And they're like, do you see the airplane, Timmy? Look, it's an airplane. And I'm thinking, can't you use your like your inside voice and just go, look, Timmy, there's – I mean, I don't understand why they have to shout like that. Oh, what I'm is so, that? 
so relieved to hear you say that. Yeah. Did you think I would feel any other well, it way? Seems so, it seems so petulant to even bring it up. That's, it's not at that's all. That's the beauty of a podcast. You can bring petulant stuff up. Yeah, it's In fact, not I at all. I think we should change the name of it to Petulant Podcast. That might not be a bad but, idea. Uh, but it, it does get you when you're out there and, and you just – being a parent myself, of course, I was perfect in every way. I'm sh- I know you were. But, uh, man, I, I just, uh, it just, it really bugs. But I, this kind of brings me to another thing that I have been observing. And maybe this is just me becoming an old fart. But I feel like we're, well, here's what I witnessed the other day at a store. Uh, there was an old guy, and I would consider anybody older than me an old guy. <laughs> a really old guy. He says, he, he walks up to a clerk in a grocery store and says, can you tell me where the tomato soup is? <laughs> and the guy's about to tell him. He says, "He well, he does tell him. He says, well, it's over there, aisle 14. Thanks a lot. Gosh dang it. You know, I'm such a dumb-dumb. I should have figured that out myself. You probably got lots of other things to do. Aww. You don't need to be doing that for me. Thank you so much. Aww. I wish I was a little brighter. I could have figured that out. And I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking, that old guy is doing something that you just don't see anymore much. Wow. It is self-deprecation. Right. It's vanishing. Everything now, and again, this is a broad generality, but you see it on Facebook, you see it on TV, you see it all over the place. Everything is about praising yourself. Right, Um, right. Just um, uh, bragging about something you've done uh, to the extreme where you get a Kanye West calling himself a genius and all this sort of stuff. But Mm -hmm. um, self-deprecation, being able to put yourself down, make jokes about yourself, um, not at the expense of others, but at only about your self-expense is – is going is vanishing, and yeah, you see but, it when people uh, let their little kids run around and they tell them how great they are, yeah. and instead of telling them to sit down and respect that other people are in this restaurant too, and they're paying money just like we are for the food yeah. experience, and you need to be quiet now. Yeah, I call my nieces ding dongs all the time. I'm like that that you're a ding dong. You know, when they ask a question or something, they do something stupid. But I'm also a ding dong. Like when I say do or say or do something, they go, oh, look, who's the ding dong? I go, yep, you're right. I'm the ding dong. And I, we have to, I have to teach them to sing the I'm sorry song when, and, and I sing it too when I'm wrong. And it is, it's really important to, to, to keep, to instill that in, in kids. Cause you're right. This environment in this, this, um, everybody wins, you know, all kids get a trophy and everybody's special. No, 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 that doesn't work. I don't think. Yeah, because that I leads mean, to I, a sense of entitlement, and that's what those parents are teaching the, those kids. They're entitled to run around and ruin everybody's, yeah. everybody else's macaroni and cheese. No, I'm they're not. not. Saying, You're I'm not, not saying to be a, a complete hard ass to to younger kids and little kids as they're growing up. Uh, I'm not saying that at all. But I but I am saying that every little thing they do, uh, everything's a teaching moment. You mm-hmm. know, to be corny about it, but but it is. You can. You know, if you if you just turn the other way or give a thumbs up to misbehavior, which you see all the time, um, you know you're you're gonna you're raising a person potentially that's gonna be a horrible adult. 
And social media, you're right, is I, I was actually looking this up last week um, before I had the puppy and I had time to do stuff like that. Um, the social media bragging. And I'm very put oh, off yeah. by I have several Facebook people, um, not close friends. They're just there's a difference between your close friends and your Facebook friends sometimes. And this one, uh, well, not just one, but they'll, you know, I, they'll, they'll make, instead of, I got a new job, they, they, they'll brag about, you know, um, if it's a voiceover job and, and I got signed to this talent, I don't care. Who cares? Don't, you don't need to put all that stuff on there. Um, I posted a picture of a puppy, not because I was bragging. I just wanted to share that, um, I got a new puppy, but I never post that, I got this voiceover job or I, you know, um, won a medal or whatever. But, and I do find it refreshing when I very, very once in a while read every once in a while, read a post where someone said, I made a huge mistake. Here's, here's, here's the dumb thing I did today. Yeah. And don't you love that? It's like, yeah, oh, it's so nice to have somebody posting other, you know, stuff about, being, you know, being human rather than being a super person. And a lot of people only post that good stuff. That's why psychologists say it can be depressing to read Facebook because you feel like everybody else's life is so great and perfect. And I know it, it, it's true. Back in my day when I used to be the producer uh, of uh, essentially commercials for King Television, and I would produce these what we call promos, they'd be 30 seconds, 15 seconds long. Uh, there would be little slices of life uh, about the different news people, Gene Anderson, uh, Tony Ventrella at the time. And um, and they would all almost always be of a humorous bent. And almost always they would display the foibles of these people, not not how great they were, but yeah. how, that they, they're just like you, the viewer, they have stuff that goes wrong in their life, too. They make mistakes. You know, uh, their heel breaks. Uh, you know, they get egg on their face. Yeah, it makes, people, it makes them very likable. Very likable. I thought so. Yeah. I, that, that's where I was coming from. Well, then one day I get a call from another station. It's the station news director. And he wants to have lunch with me. And I go to lunch with him, and he wants me to go to work over there. He wants to do promos for his news people uh, in the same flavor as I was doing at King TV. And that whole discussion went nowhere. But before long, I started seeing these personality promos on the other station, the guy that I had been talking to. But in their promos, uh, it showed like the news anchor out water skiing. And I'm watching it and I'm saying, okay, now he's going to fall down and really get messed. No. He water skis successfully. <laughs> Nothing goes wrong. He's perfect. There's not a chink in his armor. And each promo is just like that of how perfect these people are. And I've just thought, man, did that guy get it wrong? He didn't get what that was all about. Oh, boy. Uh, it, yeah. was, it was, it was um, kind of um, affirming to me that maybe I was on the right track with that. Cause, and the, the people that are – we're doing the news. We're more comfortable uh, making fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Just people yeah. It's healthy. You know, generally are. It's healthy. And you're, you come across as a much more secure person when you can sort of point those out instead of being. Exactly. Especially if you're a pretty good at what you do anyway. You don't need to brag about that. Right. You need to, you yeah. need to 
to to show. I, I would love to see more self-deprecation among our uh, political candidates, not just those for president, Gosh, but all isn't across that the true? board. That's uh, true. People that can say, you know, yeah, you know, I I, got, I make mistakes too, uh, to show to that they're the greatest people in the world and they make no mistakes and I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, to that that doesn't resonate with real life. No, you're right. I've read an article uh, by a guy named Matthew Schwartz in a publication called Slate.com who said, we need a new word to describe the mixture of envy and shame that Facebook evolves in its users because Facebook friends leaves you either jealous, depressed, and feeling like a loser. Right. Or, or you know, jealous. And he said, even when you're glad that things are going well for somebody, you still get this, this conflict of emotions uh, when people are telling you, gee whiz, man, everything's going great. He uses the example of a college friend who posted all these great pictures of his newborn baby. And, uh, and, and as a viewer, he said, you know what? I kind of wish I had kids of my own, but I don't, and I'm not probably going to. And so I was, I was jealous and mm-hmm. I was embarrassed at myself, even thinking maybe I better hit the unfollow button on this guy. Oh, wow. You delight when other people are oh. miserable. I yeah I feel that a lot, and it's usually only people who are all puffed up and sniffing and hitching. Yeah, so, you like people to get their come up, and so yes, it's yes. part of human. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Well, those are a couple of things I wanted to get off my chest, and just one more. Okay, you this, have, isn't even, you have, this isn't even a thing. This is just an observation, and I know you do this too. Uh, people ask me where do you where do you guys get ideas for things to talk about on your show and uh, or write about or what? Well, it's really. It's all out there. You just have to pay attention. Yeah. I mean, th- things are happening all around you. You don't have to say, okay, now I'm going to really pay attention. It just happens. You're going through the airport. You're going into the store. You're tun- turning in the TV set. You see some kids out playing and all these things. If your ears are tuned to them, they're, they're all on display. These are two things I heard at the store that I loved. One of them I mentioned to you before, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, it was this woman. We, I'm standing in line at a Fred Meyer and Albertson store, and you know, most people when they check out, they might have a conversation with the, with the, the checker or whatever. But usually, it's you know, it's subdued. Not not this particular customer. She gets out. They start bagging up her groceries, and she just start, says, "And let's say it's Fred Meyer where we're shopping, and that she's checking out." All right, let's she just goes, say that. I have to, I've got to say this. Fred Meyer has the worst bags ever. These, your bags suck. They're thin. They don't hold together. Even when you double them up, they fall apart. They are the worst bag. You know, the Red Apple Market down the street. They've got great bags there. (laughs) They're great. And they're not nearly as rich as Fred Meyer is. You think they would have worse bags, not better, but they do. And it just goes on and on and on. And I'm just convulsed (laughs) with laughter because she's not trying to be a wiseacre. She's not trying to be funny. This is like meet the press to her. She is. She is truly this upset is about issue. this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Good. I loved it. Very good. And then a woman who I'll, I'll make sound pretty much the same because I only do one old woman voice. 
uh, this <laughs> this woman said, I just saw this last week. She she says she's pointing to this sign that they have up in, in this grocery store, and she says, "Look at that sign! It says if there is an aisle with three or more shoppers in it, that all you have to do." Is tell someone and they'll open another check stand. <laughs> well, they lied. <laughs> and she, her face oh almost got tear, tears oh, in it. Oh, she She felt betrayed. Yes. Oh, yeah. poor. <laughs> I'm telling you, Flanders' store was deserted. So, what do you think of your bestest buddy now, Marge? Dad, do you know what schadenfreude is? No, I do not know what schadenfreude is. Please tell me because I'm dying to know. It's a German term for shameful joy, taking pleasure in the suffering of others. Oh, come on, Lisa. I'm just glad to see him fall flat on his butt. He's usually all happy and comfortable and surrounded by loved ones, and it makes me feel... What's the opposite of that shameful joy thing of yours? Sour grapes. Boy, those Germans have a word for everything. Right now you are down and out and feeling really crappy. I'll say. And when I see how sad you are, it sort of makes me happy. Happy. Sorry, Nikki. Human nature. Nothing I can do. It's Very nice, Gary. I didn't say it was nice, but everybody does it. Do you ever clack when a waitress falls and drops a tray of glasses? Yeah. And ain't it fun to watch figure skaters falling on their asses? Sure. Don't you feel all warm and cozy watching people out in the rain? You bet. That's Schadenfreude. People take. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.